I need money. I used to be a stick-up kid, so I think of all the devious things I did. I used to roll up. This is a hole-up. Ain't nothing funny. Stop smiling. We still don't nothing move but the money. But now I learn to earn cause I'm righteous. I feel great, so maybe I might just search for a nine to five. If I strive, then maybe I'll stay Good morning alive. and so welcome to episode 481 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus presented by the Play Index at Baseball Reference. I'm Sam Miller with Ben Lindbergh. Ben, how are you? Great. How are you? Okay. Anything interesting happened to you this weekend? Mm, nope. Nothing in particular. Me neither. Something Me neither. interesting happened to Alexei Ramirez. That's right. He drove in he, a run. He drove in three runs. Multiple runs, yeah. Drove in. He had a home run. Uh, and on Friday, he had a home run. And then on Saturday, he... Drove in a run in a pinch hit appearance, so um, good. I hope it was it was us. It was almost like that RBI list streak was an insignificant fluke of sequencing. Uh-huh. Or, or maybe we we lit a fire under him. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, we mentioned last week that Brandon McCarthy has been pitching well, or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody said, "The heck are you talking about?" Uh, he's been pitching terribly, um, and so do you want to justify that? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess in the in the sense that he has allowed lots of runs, he has not been pitching very well. Um, but you know, the things that that normally predict future success normally predict past success. Also, um, you know, peripherals. He's he's getting lots of ground balls. He's not walking a lot of guys. He's getting a Pretty good strikeout rate for for him. He his velocity is up. He's throwing like 95 on average, so he uh, has good stuff. As you as you have noted, he he has looked good to you whenever you've seen him. So he seems to be doing the things that lead to success, and he has the the indicators that usually suggest that a pitcher has had bad luck. He's had lots of lots of hits on balls in play, that kind of thing. So you would expect that if the peripheral performance holds up, that the ERA will will come down in the second half. So that is what we meant. Yeah, and you know, basically the three the three elements of FIP are you know strikeouts, walks, and home runs. And the home runs are the thing that are uh, you know as far as any of those FIP elements are 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 going, the home runs are the one that are killing him, which is itself uh, the flukiest. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. a fluke when somebody has a high home run rate. Uh, but it is the flukiest of the three. I'm just curious, uh, of the other two, strikeout and walk, which one do you think is the, uh, which one is the le- the less fluky one? If you saw a guy who had a great home run rate uh, and also a great either strikeout or walk rate, and by great I mean like better than usual, like you just didn't see this coming from him. Uh, he had been, let's say he'd been a seven strikeout, three and a half walk guy mm-hmm. in his career. Would you rather see him go to say nine and a half strikeouts and keep the three and a half walks or stay at seven strikeouts but now he's at say one and a half walks like would you basically Mm -hmm. rather have him go uh to um phil hughes and -hmm. cut the walks or uh i don't know who's an example of a guy who who added the strikeouts but to add the strikeouts right Hmm. i and presume that the proportion will keep his fit the same either way Uh uh-huh um gosh i don't know i would guess seems like the like maybe the walks would be less fluky 
or would be uh yeah less fluky is that i mean because i don't know it could go either if you if you run in i mean it could be that you could of course just be completely random it could be that you ran into a certain sequence of hitters who were prone to chasing or, or whatever it was or it could be certain umpires with big or small zones or or your catcher is better now and he's getting you more strikes all of those things so but if it's strikeouts then maybe maybe it would be a lot of them are called or something and maybe that would be more fluky but i guess it would go the same way with the walk so um, yeah yeah i just i just asked you a question you were not prepared to answer yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I yeah, I don't know that I would have been more prepared with more time. That's true. But, too. Yeah. Do you, I think I, I don't know. I don't know the answer either. I think I would say that if uh, if a guy's strikeout rate went up dramatically, I would think that he had had a change in his sort of in his true talent level. Mm-hmm. And if I saw a guy whose walk rate dropped dramatically, I would say that he had had a change in approach. Mm-hmm. And I guess that I would probably. I think the answer is probably strikeouts, but I think I would rather have the approach. The approach mm-hmm. feels realer to me, like it's intentional. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, on the other hand, the other one is ability. So I don't know. I, I think I'd take the walks guy, but uh-huh. I don't know. That, I don't know that that's the right answer. Yeah, I guess Garrett Richards is probably the example that we're looking for. The uh, the Phil Hughes equivalent would be probably uh, for strikeouts would probably be Garrett Richards. By the way, mm-hmm. yeah, probably. And and McCarthy, his his home run rate is way up. But his fly ball rate is actually down, and he has the the highest home runs per fly ball rate in the major leagues, at least among qualified starters. Uh, something like something like twice the league average and twice his own personal average. So, you know, it doesn't really seem like there's a reason for that. Although I guess there could be, but without looking a whole lot deeper, it seems like something that won't last. By the way, another thing from this weekend was that it was announced that, that Giancarlo Stanton would participate in the Home Run Derby. And I have, I've been kind of out on the Home Run Derby for a while. It, it goes on forever. And I always, I don't know, sometimes I tune in just for a round or two, and then it just drags on and on and on. Anyway, they announced that there will be a, a tweaked format this year, that basically there will be fewer rounds, and if you have a great first round, you'll get a buy, and there will be some head-to-head stuff later on seems like it would make it more interesting but I'm more excited just by the fact that Stanton will be there and I am I guess I'm bound to watch now because he is on my must which must watch player list because of the home runs he hits and so now he's going to be participating in an event where all he does is try to hit home runs so I will be I will be watching yeah um, I well I mean obviously uh, John Carlos and uh, cannot not be in the um the home run derby. Uh, I continue to think, though, that the uh, the home run derby needs to have a contrast, not just a lot of guys who are similar. So mm-hmm. while I'm glad that John Carlos Stanton is there because he is the the extreme, he is the uh, epitome of of that type of player. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will not be a home run derby that I will tune in for probably until they start having contrasts. So yes, that was our that was our recommendation last year, right? Is just to have like Ichiro in it and and tiny players in it. Yeah, but not Ichiro. Not anymore. Yeah, probably Ichiro, not. Ichiro like, Ichiro like six years ago, but now that's... Mm-hmm. That would just be sad. That's sort of sad. <laughs> uh, 
All right, so uh, let's talk about my topic today. My mm-hmm. topic is uh, I want to talk about three different instances of uh, potential unwritten rules uh, violations or 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 uh, non-violations. I guess uh, I want to I want to get your take on each of the three of them. Uh, all of them have been slightly in the news or sort of at least in front of my eyes of late. Uh, so we'll just go one by by one if if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one is David Ortiz. Uh, doing as he does, complaining that the official score didn't give him a base hit right. and instead credited a defender with an error, uh, and, and continuing this on after a game and, and forcing the league to, uh, uh, you know, pitiably um, uh, give him the, the hit that he wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. is, there, is there ever a case where you think that a... A player is justified in begging for a statistic. I mean, I wouldn't begrudge them attempting to do that. I, I might do that, but I wouldn't do it so publicly and and in such a whiny way. I mean, the the thing that I objected to most, I think that most people objected to most about the way he went about it was just his suggestion that that the official scores at a certain park should be biased toward the home players. He, he said something about how how that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to give you that hit. And that is exactly not what they're supposed to do. The Major League Baseball has taken measures to ensure that that they don't do that, that they are impartial and, and that there's some oversight and that they're not doing the, the home cooking thing. So that was that was the worst part of it that he made that suggestion. And he he sort of took it back afterwards um, and recanted. But uh but I, I don't have a big problem with with doing it privately. I mean, because it, it seems to work pretty well. It worked for him, or at least uh, it was changed for him. And, and it's often changed, it seems like. And, and given how much money is at stake, I wouldn't have a big I wouldn't have a big problem with it. If you I mean, if you're if you lose the game and it's, you know, the the only thing you want to talk about is that you got it you reached on an error instead of getting a single then that seems like something that would not go go down well among other players so i would i would say that that is that is kind of a violation and he he took some 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 flack for it so i think it was recognized as such um what wh- i why would you you say you're okay with it in general mm-hmm. though why i mean what like isn't it sort of the the uh, the very nature of the idea of a team that you are playing for the team and not for your own individual uh, statistics or glory. I mean, wouldn't this, in a lot of circumstances, wouldn't playing for stats or being too aware of your stats... I mean, a pitcher, for instance, uh, knows that no matter what happens, if he gets the win or the loss, uh, when, the, you know, when he's interviewed in the locker room after the game, that he has to say, if he got... If the team won and he didn't get the win, he has to say... I'm just glad the team won. And mm-hmm. if he, you know, if he, uh, if the team loses, then no matter how many, you know, how much it helps his ERA uh, or how many strikeouts he adds to his total or whatever, he has to say, well, all that matters is the team wins. So uh, the team doesn't win. So why, how, like, how can it possibly play well for a guy to be this interested in his batting average, particularly when it's one hit? I mean, like, there, nobody's right. hall and of it's- <laughs> 
and it's nope, David it's Ortiz, not, and he's he's <laughs> he's not his his pay you know his salary is not dependent on this hit in mm-hmm. any way. He's not you know he's not gonna miss the Hall of Fame or, because of this one hit. I mean it's it's you know it, it he's David Ortiz. He's he's uh, he he should be completely above this. No, it's interesting because let me just say one more thing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because if a if a um, you know second year utility guy did this, he would get savaged. Uh, right. I mean, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the uh, the service time. He doesn't have the uh, credibility to, mm-hmm. to start asking for hits. And yet he's the very guy who should be allowed to care because he has some stake in whether it's a hit or not. David Ortiz can do whatever he wants because he's David Ortiz. But it is like it is uh, he more than anybody else has no stake in this mm-hmm. and should, you know, by all rights, should be acting like he's got. 2,300 hits or whatever he's got and not freaking out about the one, right? And the fact that he does it repeatedly as well, this is not a first time, this is not the most egregious case, uh, uh, is, is also seems to be damning. It's self-centered, but I don't, I don't have a problem with people it's being self-centered. self-centered I'm okay with it. I, I, I it, expect but, people to be self-centered. You should, it's, okay, so we expect them to be self-centered, but we don't express them, we don't expect them to express their self-centeredness, right? No, I would not, that's what, like, the sort of, the foundation of every unwritten rule in baseball, not everyone, but, you know, a large number of them is, don't express your self-centeredness. We know you're happy you hit a home run, just Mm -hmm. don't show it. Right. Right, that's what the rules come down to. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any way to, to do this publicly and, and not, look bad but i don't begrudge any player doing it i, I mean I, I i can imagine that if i were playing first of all if i were playing i would just be obsessed with my stats to a, an unhealthy degree it would probably impair my performance because i'd constantly be like looking up whatever my my oh you know oh swing rate or whatever is i'd probably be i'd probably be exactly the type of person that all the players say that they don't want to look at too many numbers because it's paralysis by analysis i'd probably be probably be that but i yeah i, I don't mind if uh, if someone wants to to get a hit it's hard to get a hit in major league baseball no it's hard to get on base <laughs> getting a hit doesn't matter it's an it's a it's an artificial construct created by well, yes true okay so 40 years ago so the point ch- is to score the point it's hard to win a world series and you win a world series by winning baseball games and you win baseball games by scoring runs and you score runs by getting on base it doesn't matter how you get on base well, right. So if we amend the on-base percentage formula to include reached on errors. Then it doesn't matter. We, <laughs> we're not amending the winning World Series standards. <laughs> I don't know. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with, uh, I mean, I'm okay with people, all the other unwritten rules stuff that, as you say, it often seems to, seems to be in place, put in place for, like, to keep players from doing things that are in their own self-interest like like you know swinging on 3-0 when you're up by a certain number of runs or taking an extra base when you're up by a certain number of runs i think in that long kirchen article about unwritten rules i think it was brandon mccarthy said something about how he doesn't begrudge anyone doing that trying to pad their stats because stats are how players get paid and and they have a lot at stake and I, you know, I'm okay with it. I, I would I would be circumspect about it if I were a player. I would not be complaining in the media. I would just follow whatever the, the process is to do this, go through the, the regular channels, 
And that would be that. Yeah, it doesn't bother me either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do have one question, though, uh, one more about Ortiz. Um, this would this would be an issue if um, if there was some reason to doubt his good intentions because he was you know he had sort of uh, he had he had given away too much of his own thinking and we knew that he was this interested in his stats that uh, if there was some scenario where you wondered whether he was playing for the team or playing for himself that uh, this might make you doubt that he was playing for the team. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think though if there's any if there is any event where David Ortiz could be playing for himself in a way that would not be playing for the team. You could imagine it for certain players uh, whose role is to you know, be sacrificial, by which I mean to literally sacrifice themselves by bunting or uh, doing the ground out thing, but that's not Ortiz's role. So is there ever a time where you think that uh, Ortiz's intentions could be questioned because of this? Uh, like maybe, maybe injuries, if wanna... right, if he wanted to take a day off. Maybe he he could say that it's because he wants to help the team more down the road, and oh, right. someone else could Chris say Sale, that it's Chris Sale was pitching, for instance. Right, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... So that yeah, that's probably it. If he ever sits out for Chris Sale, mm-hmm. that'll be then we'll we'll question it. So when that happens, then I will make a big deal out of this. Until then, it seems fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Next one is Mike Napoli hitting a home run off of uh, Tanaka huh. and uh, and saying. Um, not to Tanaka, not to anybody, uh, but see, uh, being seen on TV uh, saying the words, uh, I don't know what the words were. What, what were the words, Ben? He's uh, an idiot or what an idiot or such. Yeah, what an idiot, idiot or mm-hmm. s- Stupid idiot. What an idiot. What, mm-hmm. a, what a stupid idiot. Uh, yeah. He's a stupid idiot. What an idiot. Can you believe what a stupid idiot I think was what it was? I think it was, can you believe what a stupid idiot he is? Hmm. I think that's what it was. Pretty good at lip reading. (laughs) I am. Uh, So uh, the the reason that he said what an idiot or whatever it was that he said uh, is that Tanaka threw him a fastball after beating him with splitters all game long, and Napoli was uh, surprised that he would give him a fastball, and Napoli hit it out and won the baseball game. Um, uh, Problem? Is this a problem? Should he know that there's always a camera on him? Um, hmm. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I don't know. It, is it a problem that it's known now? It, is it really a? Is it going to come back to haunt him or the Red Sox in any way? Um, well, let's first off before we get to that, let's just agree that calling people idiots is wrong. <laughs> okay, sure. I mean, if it, look, if he went out to Tanaka right after Tanaka's sad moment and said, "You idiot," <laughs> that would be wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So. All right, so is it a problem? Second question, uh, is it a problem? Um, it depends how everybody takes it, but given what we know about baseball players, <laughs> one of the 50 people involved uh, on the two teams is going to take it the wrong way, is going to make too much of this, and somebody is going to get hit in the face. <laughs> and then he said after the game, More nothing he said after the game, nothing towards him. <laughs> I thought he would throw <laughs> me a splitter in the dirt. <laughs> nothing towards the guy that I called an idiot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, if you're a player, you, I suppose you should be aware that that everything you say can be heard, but or probably just if you're if you're a person anywhere judging by some of the recent scandals. Um, but, 
eh, I don't know. I mean, I don't have that big a problem with it. Maybe maybe he figured that the Tanaka wouldn't be able to to lip read it because he doesn't speak English so well. And and because he's an idiot. <laughs> right, of course. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, it's, uh, I don't know. I guess if I saw a guy with a pattern of doing this, Mm -hmm. who was constantly, uh, insulting players on the other team in a way that was, uh, you know, somewhat, uh, showy or uh, reckless or irresponsible, uh, I might start to, uh, consider it intentional and think that he was a jerk, um, and that he has the, uh, whatever retribution is coming to him. But I would say that, um, yeah, Napoli gets a pass, certainly for the yeah. first time. I mean, how are you so Come on. <laughs> I, I kind of like, I mean, I always kind of wish that baseball would be a little more WWE from time to time. Just a little, I always root for the heel turn a little bit. So if there were a guy who just ostentatiously trash talked, I wouldn't be too upset about that. He'd yeah. probably get drilled over and over again, but it would be, be entertaining. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I want that. <laughs> I, I, I don't. It's not that I. I don't know. I don't have any issue with that particularly. I don't think that I would necessarily turn on a player who did do that, but I wouldn't find it entertaining to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, all right. Last one. Uh, this one goes back a little bit. It, I've. Uh, well, this one goes back a little. I'll just say that. Uh, so Manny Machado. One of the things that um, people were, uh, that the A's were apparently upset about was that he hit Derek Norris uh, on his on his follow through of his swing a couple times and then didn't apologize or or acknowledge it or whatever. And it seems like Norris. It seems like every day I see Norris getting hit on the head with a bat. Like he's just constantly getting hit on mm-hmm. the head with back swings. And he had to come out of a game, I think, because Eric Ibar hit him on the head with a bat. And this is not something that I ever saw uh, 15 years ago. Uh-huh. And unless this is something that I'm completely forgetting from my childhood, I just don't feel like I ever, ever, ever saw this growing up. Like for the first 20 years I saw baseball, I didn't see anybody get hit uh, by the bat on the backswing. Probably it happened occasionally, but I just don't ever remember seeing it. And then it started to happen every so often, and you'd be like, ooh, when you'd see it. And now it feels like it's really regular. And I'm just wondering, this is not quite an unwritten rule situation, but maybe it is. Um, is this something that needs to be looked at? Because it really looks pretty severe when a guy gets hit uh, in the head with a bat. And it feels like it's happening more and more and more mm-hmm. right now. I'm trying to figure out uh, whose fault this is and who needs to be, like, I guess to fix it, do you tell? Do you penalize the batter, or do you penalize the catcher? I guess it depends. I mean, there are marked areas where these guys are supposed to be, right? So if they're not in them, then you would penalize the guy who's not in them. Yeah, but there are marked areas for where they're supposed to be, and yet if the batter, I mean, the batter catcher's interference happens when the batter is in the batter's marked area and the catcher is in the catcher's marked area, mm-hmm. um, and yet the catcher is penalized for it. Yeah. Yeah, someone someone sent us a question not that long ago about catcher's interference, and he he had perceived that there were more of those now than, than before, and he was wondering if that was maybe a result of catchers paying more attention to receiving pitches with, with all the emphasis on framing. I had I googled that quickly and found a found a article from two thousand eight at Baseball Analysts that look at the the rate of catcher interference calls, and it 
didn't seem like there had been a, a huge spike through that point, but I, I didn't look over the last few years. If there if there has been a spike in those or there's been a spike in players getting hit by backswings, I mean, I would assume that would have more to do with the catcher than the batter, unless it's that unless it's that more batters are moving back in the box or they're... Well, they, they swing harder and they have longer follow-throughs. Yeah, that's too, true. Right? And mm-hmm. everybody swings harder now on every pitch it seems like that's at least what the grumpy old men at the donut shop where i have my grumpy old men sessions are always saying uh-huh. uh, they're, they're always swinging for the homer even on yeah. two strikes yeah. uh but yeah i mean i it, it does seem like it it um I, I feel like that passes the eye test that guys do swing harder mm-hmm. they swing with longer follow-throughs um and without having looked at where catchers are setting up I would generally have my tendency would be to put the blame on the batters. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, look if you if you swing and then you let your bat follow through, it's going to hit the catcher. Like there's nowhere else for it to go. The cat that's where the catcher is. Mm. Um, so I would say that it's probably the batter's fault. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like it's probably the batter's fault. Hmm. Well, you, you you'd think that if you were Norris and this were happening repeatedly, you would move back. But then again. But maybe you can't. Maybe that's the point. Is right. Maybe, maybe it's unavoidable. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he went far enough back, I guess he could avoid it. But you, you're giving up something if you're a catcher and you're moving way far back. You're, you're losing a few inches. You're, it takes a little longer to throw the ball down to second base. Maybe it's harder to receive a pitch in such a way as to influence the umpire. So, so you're saying that maybe it will become an unwritten rule to hit someone with a backswing because the thing with thing with Machado was not just that he hit him but that he gave absolutely no no reaction to hitting him generally no. you will see the guy turn around and apologize and say are you okay he just didn't didn't really react at all yeah yeah i would i would guess though that if the protocol is that you apologize and say are you okay that um, that it is also an unwritten rule that you try not to do that. Like, that's what an apology is. An apology in good faith means didn't mean to do that. We'll try not to do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you were a batter and you did this 10 times in a row and you apologized 10 times in a row, right. it would probably not go over that well. Yes, um, the so apology doesn't that in, mean that much without the, that, the change in behavior. Yeah, so that's why I brought it up in the unwritten rule segment, but I wonder whether there is a written rule that is, I would guess, I'm just going to say, I would guess that within, uh, let's say, 8 to 12 years, there will be a written rule prohibiting this and penalizing one side, either the catcher or the batter. I would guess the batter, mm-hmm. um, but one side will be penalized for this contact. Okay. Uh, and... I also, um, let's see, no, hang on, do those two things have to do with each other? Um, do I want to make those connected? No. <laughs> right. <laughs> Glad we got to hear your thought process there. Uh-huh. I literally cocked my head up and stared <laughs> at the sky as I was doing that. Like, I was actually looking up like a dog trying to figure out where he was in the universe. <laughs> okay, so that's it then? Uh, yeah. All right. So please support our sponsor, Baseball Reference. Go to BaseballReference.com, subscribe to the Play Index using the coupon code BP to get the discounted price of $30 on a one-year subscription. Please start sending us emails for Wednesday at podcast at baseballperspectus.com, and we will be back tomorrow.